ಪ್ರತಿಹತರೇಮ ಪ್ರವಾಹ ಲೋಕಾತೀತೋಪ್ಯ ನೋಕಲ್ಯಾನಮಾರ್ಗ್ರೈಲಕ್ಕೇಪ್ಯಪ್ರತಿಮಹಿಮಾನಕೀಪ್ರಾಣಬಂಧೋ ಭಕ್ತಿಯಾಜ್ಞಾನಮೃತವರಭೂಸೀತೋಹಿ ರಾಮ ಸ್ತಬ್ಧೀಕೃತ್ಯಲಯಕುಲಿತಾಹುಬ್ಧಂಗ್ ಮಹಾಂತ ಹಿತ್ವಾತ್ರಿಂಪ್ರಕೃತಿಸಹಜಾಂಧುತಾಮಿಶ್ರಮಿಶ್ರಾಂ ಗೀತಂ ಶಾಂತಂ ಮಧುರಮಪೀಯ ಸಿಂಹನಾದ ಜಗರ್ಜ ಸೋವಯಂ ಜಾತ ಪ್ರಚಿತಪುರುಷೋ ರಾಮಕೃಷ್ಣಸ್ಥಿಂ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹೀ ಹ್ರೀರಾಮ ಹು ಸ್ಟ್ರೀಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಲವ್ ಫ್ಲೋಡ್ ವಿತ್ ರೆಜಿಸ್ಲೆಸ್ ಮೈಟ್ ಈವೆನ್ ಟು ದಿ ಔಟ್ಕಾಸ್ಟ್ ಹೂ ಎವರ್ ವಾಸ್ ಇನ್ ಗೇಸ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ಪರ್ಫಾರ್ಮಿಂಗ್ ಗುಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ನೋಬಲ್ ಟು ದಿ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಟು ಸೂಪರ್ ಹ್ಯೂಮ್ಯನ್ ದೋ ಸೂಪರ್ ಹ್ಯೂಮ್ಯನ್ ಬೈ ನೇಚರ್ whose renown there is none to equal in the three worlds sita's beloved whose body of knowledge supreme was covered by devotion sweet in the form of sita he who quelled the noise terrible like that at the time of destruction arising from the battle of kurukshetra who destroyed the terrible yet natural night of ignorance of arjuna and you roared out the gita sweet and appeasing that renowned soul is born now as sri ramakrishna and i salute him again and again om peace 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 be unto us all today our topic is ramakrishna order its inspiration this ramakrishna order the niche belong which is called the vedanta society here now it is its origin is so naturally we say it is ramakrishna but its origin is further behind in the manifested universe we find the same reality appeared before as christ and is a deep connection of Ramakrishna's advent and this Ramakrishna movement started with Christ we relate that story of first the artput the story where Swami Vivekananda was inspired unconsciously and talking about the renunciation highest degree we find this is the ancient idea of india a twin ideal has been presented only renunciation and sacrifice these are the twin ideal which is the ancient ideal of india swami vivekananda said and that is the same principle we find it is in the christ and his birth and his life this two twin ideal we find that sira upanishad talks about that renunciation tagenaikeimamritattamanushu only the tag renunciation renunciation alone is the only way 
which can take ones to the immortality, amritattam, absolute, non-dual, absolute reality. When Gita suggests tegat shanti ranantaram, only shanti, the peace to be attained, it is only through tegat, renunciation. In the Narod Pancharatru Upanishad, it is also mentioned that Taktva Lukangsu Vedangsu Vishayan Indriyanicha Atmani Evasthito Jastu Sajati Paramamgatim. That person will reach that supreme goal whose mind is established in the Atman and who have renounced the sense and sensory objects and this world, even the Vedas and established in the truth of reality. So this is the call of spirituality. Spirituality means renunciation, but it is a strong word. We get frightened with this word renunciation. We will have to give up. But what to give up? Not to give up the truth, but to give up which is untrue. To give up the momentary to accept what is eternal. It is no loss. It is nothing to fear. And we find the world rules is ruled by those who have only shown its extreme manifestation. They are ruling the world to the ages together. If we look at Buddha, Buddha stands because of his renunciation. He was already prince and he was a king and that time nobody recognized him but he gave up everything and for achieved everything giving up everything achieved everything and you see how he is ruling till now today the whole world knows Buddha Buddha's principle Buddha's life Buddhaṁ saranam gacchāmi dharmam saranam gacchāmi saṅghaṁ saranam gacchāmi it is still now vibrant we look at Shankara. It's an ideal expression of renunciation. And then we, this renunciation leading to the absolute experience of the highest. And to create an organization, we find the world religions like Buddhism, Christianity. These are ideal religions which have given inspiration to millions of people through the ages together. Christ was born 2000 years more than that is past now. He is not forgotten by anyone. There may be differences about the philosophy in uh, Christian religion, different denominations, this, that. But Christ is the common factor there. And who is Christ? Christ not a king or king of the kings by renouncing everything. And the principle of this twin ideal we find that in all their religious ideals manifested in Christ, in Buddha, in Shankara, in Sri Chaitanya, in Sri Ramakrishna. So the root, the Ramakrishna order, its inspiration, its inspiration is in the renunciation. Its inspiration is in Ramakrishna who knows nothing but God and only God and he renounced everything. That's also another thing we 
always have to understand renunciation is not negative. Renunciation is achieving the greatest and for that we give up what is smaller than that. So, renunciation and this renunciation is the uh, core values of the entire life. The mother renounces everything for the baby. Baby is growing, mother's own time, energy, sleep, everything is sacrificed for whom? For the baby. A plant, a tree, look at every nature. It is all renouncing, giving, 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 giving for something higher. And when this Ramakrishna order came, it's behind we find Ramakrishna standing in the crown. And how this Ramakrishna order was established? Just a God intoxicated person crying for God and don't understand anything. And he is the core and he is the principle around which gathered some pure souls who have no other motivation. They are also seeking for something higher and higher and found an ideal in the person of Ramakrishna. And Ramakrishna was crying only telling his disciples that life is short, have realization, get it into it and have experience of the ultimate reality, inspiration of renunciation. And that is the ground where Ramakrishna established himself in all religious path, experienced the truth of all religion and then to give that to the mass, to the whole world for the redemption of the world. He was crying again. Once he cried for mother, oh mother, please appear before me. The day is passing. One day is gone and crying and crying and weeping, mad for God, mad for mother. And then he again cried, going into the roof of the Nahabat music tower and crying, come, come, come. Oh, here, here, I am, I am, I am getting burned. He's listening to the world and world he talks day and night. Come, come, who are there? No? And then Ramakrishna said, came one by one, his future uh, apostles, no? who's, who will carry the message. That's why, you see, when these young boys used to come, he used to say, you people now go. As if his most choicest people has come, to whom he will be giving some special message, special discussion and then build up their life. And we find that that is the beginning and it was not an order created by uh, applying in the with the government with 51C3 um, <laughs> permit to fill up the form and then uh, assembling you will be the president, I will be the secretary, this will be this, not that way. It has all created by this renunciation and tremendous renunciation and love for God which was the key point of core values of Sri Ramakrishna's life. And then we find that these boys are gathering around Ramakrishna not for any other purpose, love, unselfish love, love for God, love for this boy's spiritual development, not expecting anything in return from them which is very rare, pure love, that's called the pure love. Pure love is that love where there is no expectation of return. 
only to give and give and what Ramakrishna is giving? Giving the highest wisdom, giving the ecstatic experiences by touch, by presence and building up their life and what they are doing? They are getting absorbed and immersed into the spiritual practice and down deep into entering into the samadhi and all these higher goals of life. And that is the way Ramakrishna attracted these young boys. We look at Christ. Christ, what he did? He made the fishers, the fishers of men. How? Come. Christ said the same way, no? Beautiful. When Christ said, Come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What is the call? Same call. It is a call unto me, come unto me. With a stressed hand he is asking, come unto me, whoever in the world, come. Who are coming? Not everyone. All that labor and are heavily laden. The world is no more only glittering objects and attraction for them. They have worked hard in their life and now very difficult to carry on these sufferings and pains of life, the troubles and tribulations through which we are going. Those people are fit to listen to this call, who are exhausted or you are tired of seeing the world and its futility, its voidness, its meaninglessness. Those who feel that life is a burden for them, his call is for them. And he come, come, and I am here. And what he says? And I will give you rest. You come to me and then I will give you rest, peace, joy, absolute. So here, Sri Ramakrishna's call, Christ calling, the same. Come, come, come. Here is the come, come, come. Who come? Not everyone, anyone and everyone. When Ramakrishna was there, all the Calcutta people, Calcutta Babus came there to see Paramahamsa. Eh, Paramahamsa like some animal in the zoo. They come to see what is the special Paramahamsa's some horn or hair or something like that. But they see ordinary guy, eh, no, not sophisticated person and talking about God, God, God. What is this Paramahamsa? So many left. All the peripheral people, they came and saw and they left. Uh, and because particularly even when he got sick, it's cancer, then more left. Uh, he is God and he is suffering from his own. He cannot cure himself and he will cure, cure us and take our burden. Uh, so like that same, same thing happened with Christ. No, You are God, you are God's you are manifestation and you cannot cure yourself. Save, save yourself first. See, this is the peripheral people to drive out them and to find the people who will be really carrying the message and lead the life and prove that this life is precious and God realization is possible here and now. And there's a tradition to create. So we find and this another another idea is that that is the first come to me. Christ called them. You are troubled in life's trouble, life's problems. And then if you take rest in me, I will give you the rest. And then take my yoke. 
My yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. Take the responsibility to what I wanted to give, to preach this message to the world. And learn of me. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So it is, we are all burdened by our own load. But to carry on the message of the Lord and to do, serve God and dedicate a life for that purpose is higher than that. And it is lighter than that. Our life, we are burdened and we sometimes find no means of survival at it, helpless around. But when one does God's work, there is a support there. And one can feel that someone is carrying the load. So this is the beginning and the up of this Christianity be started there with the extraordinary life of Christ, of renunciation, of love for humanity. That person gathered around them some pure souls and they saw the life and saw the unconditional love of Christ for them. They got attracted into it and they became a group, bond of love. Here also in the Ramakrishna order we find the bond of love generated amongst each other, centered around Ramakrishna. We find Sri Ramakrishna passed away, but before that he gave all the spiritual energy to his descendant, Norin and Rakhal and others, and asked Norin to keep them, keep them together. That was the organization started when Ramakrishna was alive, collecting the pure souls around Ramakrishna and Ramakrishna's unconditional love and that love, unselfish love, inspiring them to dedicate their life for the good of others, that unselfishness and that tremendous detachment and renunciation, not craving for name, fame, power, position, money, wealth. Everything of the world which attracts others is meaningless, only God-realization and Satan organization in a way, it happened spontaneously. When it happened? It happened with this, these young boys in Artpur. Uh, Sri Ramakrishna's uh, message was not yet manifested so much in their life. They have no plan before that. They are all gathered together. Ramakrishna passed away, then all these boys left. And then Sri Ramakrishna again inspired them that to gather all the young boys together. Noren got the inspiration and got the vision. And the devotee, Suren Mitra, he collected, he gave the money, funding something for their survival. That is the way the Moranagar monastery has been created. So, after Sri Ramakrishna passing away, all left excepting a few. But again they are gathered together and these boys gradually gave up all our other pursuits of life and then they gathered around a dilapidated house in Moranagar monastery. And that is the Baranagar monastery. And that was very hard life. No food, no clothing, 
no comfort and criticism of the locals. Paramahansa's doll, uh, the followers of Paramahansa pack pack going, they used to ridicule when these boys used to go to get a deep in the Ganga. Uh, this Paramahansa's pose, the battalion of the Paramahansa going on, and they used to mimic. Paramahansa means the swan, they used to make the noise, pack pack going. Such humiliation, but they didn't mind. No food, no anything. Well, the locals were always keeping an eye on this monastery, what is going on. One day, Swami Sarodananda was singing a song. His voice was very melodious and womanly. Little, so she was singing the song. And then and local boys thought that, oh my God, these monks are all doing wrong things here. Let us see, we'll give a good lesson today. And then they heard the song. And when they entered into that, they saw a very heavy structure, Sarot Maharaj sitting and singing devotionally with eyes closed, some divine spiritual song. And they felt ashamed afterwards. So the life was very critical, very difficult for them. They come from a very uh, different background and very uh, well-educated and rich families. But taking this life of renunciation and sacrifice. And they built up their life first. This is the distinction between us and uh, Ramakrishna's children or the spiritual people. We want to learn few pages of books here and there and we want to preach now. First let me pre preach. Then I will see my realization later on. But here is the just opposite. They are totally engrossed into the knowing the truth by themselves and so much hardship the world exists does not exist for them. Whether the food is there, days after days they have no food. That is the renunciation gathering. Actually renunciation is a word very abstract, no? Uh, can it be concretized? Ramakrishna is concretized renunciation. You want to see a form, renunciation is a quality. Detachment from mundane, Attachment for the highest. This is an ideal. This is a ideal which is in our abstract mind. Can we find any place where it has been manifested as a concretized form? It is Ramakrishna. It is Christ. And then Ramakrishna is the latest person of Christ. So he, here we find such renunciation the world has never seen. When there is talk that what is the greatest contribution of Sri Ramakrishna? Some say it is the contribution, harmony of all religion. Then what Holy Mother said? No, no, no. Ramakrishna's, Holy, uh, Ramakrishna's contribution is his renunciation. World has never seen such renunciation. He put a coin under his bed and he unconsciously sits there. Such a renunciation, he feels this biting of a, a, a scorpion biting. Huh? Someone never has heard this type of renunciation and truthfulness. Hmm? Ramakrishna used to have a lemon every day. So Jogin used to bring, Jogin Maharaj used to live in Dakshineshwar. So he used to bring every day one, a few lemons probably to squeeze on the rice. And then one day that's, Ramakrishna tried to squeeze this lemon but he, he, it is falling down and it fell down before he 
touched it, it fell down in the ground. Then he tried with the second, with the third, then he said he, he could not take the lemon that day. Then he asked Jogin, hey Jogin, uh, how do you get this lemon today? He said, the same plant I brought yesterday, day before yesterday, it is our um, lemon tree, so we bring it from there. Well, you know, something is wrong. So you can go and check with. Well, no, no, I, I, I certify you that I bring every day from there and I pluck myself. Then he said, still, you go and inquire. And he came back and inquired. And to his surmise, he found that this lease of the land was over the other day. Have you heard anywhere this is possible? That in a paper where the date is written, such and such date, that is the lease over one year full or two years full, I do not know how it was leased. The day it was over, it is not your property, you are stealing. If it is others' property, you take taking something without telling anyone, it is a lie, it is a stealing. His sensitive mind, this renunciation is such degree that it could touch that feeling, that it could not squeeze that and could not use it for himself. So renunciation concretizes Swami Sri Ramakrishna. Tagishwaro is the, the Lord of Tago. And Tago is love for humanity. That's the contradiction. We think Tago means just give up everything. But it is not negative. But it is the outflow of love which we find in Christ also. No? That, that what is that? Christ philosophy, there he says that in the book of Matthew, the Pharisees said on 22:36 to 40, Master, which is the great commandment in the law, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. See, love for God. They see the it's, it's, spiritual lesson is the same. Love God first. Everything is secondary. That is the first point. So, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and all thy mind. There is no gap. Chitta. Vedanta will say, they give you chitta. Manabuddhi chitta hankar. Everything should be thinking of God, 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 God dilute and just submerge yourself. And then second is like unto thou shalt love thy neighbors as thyself. That means you are to love. That is, that, that is the expression. As you are becoming spiritual, what is the sign of spirituality? You are becoming unselfish. And you are loving the same way as God loved us. He says, I love you. You love the same way. Unselfish. Try to love everyone in unselfish way. So, two ideas. That's a new commandment I give unto you. That ye love one another. Ye love one another. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if we have love one to one another. Look at that. Ramakrishna's disciple. Their love is so concrete, their love is so intense 
that they could not stay away from each other. Swami Vivekananda moving over the in the Paribrajok days, in the days of wandering days, moving here and there, and he is finding some of the brother monk is sick, and he gives up his all spiritual pursuit and comes back to unite with him and to make. And that is the way the Ramakrishna Sangha has been created. Ramakrishna Sangha is created out of love, love, intense love, more than the love for mother or brother, sister, or any family love. It is so intense that there is all become secondary and they are bond in the spiritual tie of each other. So this is the same idea is given by Christ. If a man says, I love God and hath his brother, he and hath his brother, he is a liar. If he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God? whom he hath not seen. And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brothers also. So there the spiritual ideal is that to love the humanity. That is the call of creating this Sangha also. Organization started Atmana Mokshartam Jagathi Tayacho. See the twin ideal, exactly twin ideal given in the principle of Sri Christ and this organization, but created in this way, loving each other and spreading that love for others. So, Atmanamukti, for your own salvation, by renouncing, by detaching, by pointing your attention to God and God realization, this part first, and Jagathito, that your presence, your spiritual life will help others to be inspired in the path of permanent peace, in the path of reaching the goal of human life. So this twin ideal has been the guideline of Christianity, of Buddhism, of Hinduism means in that. The previously it was not organized. In Hindu organization there was no monastic tradition like that. Yes, Sankaras was there, but there are also wandering monks. But this, in this age of Ramakrishna, it has been more parallel to the Christian organization that it is started with love, love for God realization and key point is Christ who is the embodiment of love and renunciation and here we find Sri Ramakrishna embodiment of renunciation and love and dedication and he said, Ramakrishna said while giving up his all spiritual energy to Noren said that I have given everything to you today and I have become a penniless beggar. But by this power, he will do good to the world. See, last word, he is in tears after transmitting the power to Noren in Kashipur. And then he said last, lastly, but he will, do good, he will do much good to the world by this power. So that is the power which is coming in this whole world now. It is a Vedantic movement, Vedantic thought, thinking of the good of others, the whole Ramakrishna movement in India, working for the schools, colleges, hospitals, whatever. Principle is to serve God, not to run the school. Run the, we forget that ideal, that is our failure. But the principle with which it is established, inspiration is the key point and that inspiration is love and sacrifice, love and sacrifice. 
and not to think of yourself. Swami Vivekananda said to his disciples, I love you so much, but I wish that you should die doing good to others. See, a guru is telling his disciple, I love you so much, but I like to see that you die doing good to others. Don't look back for yourself. That is the message. That is the inspiration. This is a great inspiration. And we who are here, all the monks and devotees, we are, this is the goal of our life. That this inspiration of life, that renunciation and service to others. Renunciation and service to others. And this is unselfish because there is no thought of gaining something or, or getting something from with desireful mind. It is only seeing God and serving. No? But its inspiration, as I said, is connected with Christ. That is one of my focus because this month is Christmas. So Christ, Advent of Christ. So we remember about that story of going to Artpur. Uh, that's a really uh, good description is given that Ramakrishna passed away. All the spiritual disciples, they are gathering around in the Baranagar monastery. And Baranagar monastery days are very hard. And so Baburam, his mother was in Atpur. He saw Rama, she saw Ramakrishna and served Ramakrishna and she loved Baburam Premananda and other young children like Premananda, like Vivekananda. And so in, she invited one day all of, of the young boys to come to uh, that Atpur, a village environment. And because they don't get to eat something, mother's heart, she thought that I'll prepare meals for them. They will have, and they will do their sadhana. I will not be an obstacle to them. So she invited, and that invitation was accepted by Noren, he is the leader. And then they entered into a train, and whole train, they were with the drums and cymbals, sang bhajans and singing, etc. And ultimately, anyhow, came to Artpur. And then mother was extremely happy and started preparing meal and feeding them. And there, uh, they in, entered into the Artpur village area, very calm and serene atmosphere. They got more intense into their spiritual sadhana. They reached Artpur and settled down to a life of intense spiritual occupation during their visit. To inspire them, there is a robust enthusiasm of Narendra who exhorted them not to waste their time but to utilize it for devotional music, study, meditation, prayer, discussion and dissertation. To create a suitable atmosphere, there is a whole family of Baburam devoted to Sri Ramakrishna. Baburam was considered by the master to belong to the highest category of his devotees, one Ishwarakoti, the divine class, to which all belong, like Noren, Rakhal, Jogin, Noren, Purno. So, 
Jogin and then according to the master's vision, he had in him, he seen the divine mother in him, in him, in Baburam. He was pure, pure to the very marrow. And his sister's wife, sister, wife of Balarambos was equally gifted with divine parts. His mother, Matangini Devi, had met the master quite a number of times and was ranked very high by Sri Ramakrishna that she is highly accomplished in spiritual life. The other members too were highly spiritual. In addition to this back, background of innate religious zeal and sincerity, the young aspirants benefited by the quietness of the countryside so that under Narendra's leadership, the spiritual fervor in their hearts rose to white heat. That means they are very much inspired by Narendra. Now Narendra especially was captivated by his vision of the monastic life and would burst forth uh, and he will say, let man-making be the goal of our lives. Let us make this our only spiritual endeavor, away with vain learning. I let, let not the glamour of the world attract us. Now the whole place became surcharged with the spirit of renunciation due to the inspiration of Swami Vivekananda, this Noren. Naturally, the bond of brotherhood was forged here in dissolute, that means it is concrete way. It was an organic cohesion that could escape nobody's notice. And everyone was caught in its spell. It could not be otherwise, for the master who had united these boys at Dakshineshwar and in Sampukur and in Kasipur garden house was still a living presence working through them. Sri Ramakrishna passed away, but to them Sri Ramakrishna was a living entity. All these boys, they feel the presence of Sri Ramakrishna, feel the inspiration of Sri Ramakrishna. So he who had lived in flesh and blood, Ramakrishna, as Sri Ramakrishna, was now about to reincarnate himself in this monastic brother's heart. All this took tangible shape in one night. This love, this renunciation took tangible form in one night. Near an open air fire of huge logs lighted in the compound of the house. So they collected some uh, dry firewood and then they put the fire and sent, sat around. That is the normal way of the sadhus live called sadhus dhuni. So dhuni fire was burned and they are all seated around and late in the evening the young aspirants had gathered round it with a prayerful heart under the canopy of the starlit winter sky in a setting of ineffable peace. Just imagine a village atmosphere, calm and serene, and sky is fully bright and brilliant, and the stars are watching as it were, and these boys are sitting for deep meditation surrounding a fire, wooden uh, firewood burning with charcoal. And now, with this beautiful atmosphere, 
the meditation lasted long. Then Narendra began to relate the life story of Jesus Christ. He ran through all the anecdotes beginning with the immaculate conception and ending in resurrection. How he got inspired I do not know that that he is totally inspired into the ideas of Jesus Christ. The day he born, how he born and then every incident he is emphasizing this is renunciation, renunciation, renunciation. See Christ, this is the path and that is to be taken by our uh, life. We should follow this path. So beginning with the Immaculate Conception, ending with the Resurrection, emphasizing at every turn the life of renunciation that Jesus lived. Then the brother disciples were introduced to the apostolic world in which the grand message of redemption was carried to the ends of the earth by St. Paul and others. Then he related those stories. Christ started with Christ, his renunciation, and how his apostles, they followed the path of Christ and they get that fire in them and they lived that life until they talked about St. Paul. And in an inspired voice, he exhorted them, these boys, other boys, to be apostles themselves, to carry abroad the new message for the uplift and salvation of mankind. We are born to do that. This life is not for uh, self-aggrandizement, self-support uh, of eating, sleeping and dying. This life has a value and Sri Ramakrishna came for that and then they got the inspiration. That inspired voice, he exhorted, Vivekananda not an exhorted, them to be the apostles themselves. Don't think they are the apostles when Christ's time gone, finished. You are the apostles. You are to be one on fire, uh, fire of renunciation and sacrifice and service. So this is our responsibility for all of us to be a, a fire of renunciation, fire of dedication, fire of service. Forget your own self. We have lived enough life for our own selfish ends. Huh? Let one life die, Swami Vivekananda said. Even if you don't realize God, what is there in it? You have lived so many lives wasted. Give one life for God. Dedicate yourself and sacrifice yourself. And you know when it's coming from Vivekananda-like person uh, and with many, he's so much, he has already in Nirvikalpa Samadhi, in Ramakrishna. And other, other boys, they also got touched and this and that. What the spiritual giants, they're sitting over there, but who will kindle the flame? It is the, that Vivekananda. And that day, then the apostles, you be the apostles. This is very important point. Oh, someone is done. Okay, we will follow them. No, you are the apostle. You have the potential. You will have to take that spirit high up and then carry abroad the new, carry abroad the new message for the uplift of the salvation of mankind. Turiyananda Swami came here. Swami Vivekananda, forget India. You have come here to serve. Uh, so this is a lofty ideal. It is it's not just an intellectual setting, people sitting and talking about spirituality and thing. It is a dedication, sacrifice and total sacrifice for the good of one's own self and for the, for the many, good of many. Then he said, till they rose up in a body with the blazing fire in front and shining stars above, 
as their witness to place themselves to a life of renunciation. The very air was filled with spiritual vibration and they took a resolution that we are not, let us take a resolution today. No theory. Take resolution today, we are not going back home. We are dedicated for this purpose. Do or die. And that was the inspiration. And Swami Vivekananda didn't know that, that that was the 24th of December. And then when the morning came and they have no calendar with themselves, but afterwards they came to know it was 24th of December. So who is the inspiration? Inspiration is Christ. Inspiration is the Christ, not the man. Christ the principle. Principle stands for renunciation and dedication to remove the suffering of others, huh? to help others, to bring peace and solace in the life of all. And recently reincarnated in the life of Swami Vivekananda, Sri Ramakrishna, as we have just discussed, that this, this is the organization Ramakrishna order and behind this order is the spiritual power, the dynamo, the big power of renunciation. Any organization, any person who have renunciation and the purity of heart, they are the best people who can do good to the world. Not the people who are selfish, not the people who are intellectuals. Their impact will be there for a few days. But the only who can make a dent into the society and do good to the world, actually these are the people who can think of God and dedication. The whole world, it has been tested again and again. Buddhism and Buddha's life, Christ's life, Sri Chaitanya's life, Chaitanya's life, Sri Chaitanya's life. That, that organization, then what happens? They keep up the spiritual values. They need an organization. An organization came afterwards. But not organization first and then activity, but it is the opposite way. So see, this, this holy order, we have our behind inspiration. Inspiration is the philosophical inspiration, is the renunciation and the spirit of dedication, service. And concrete ways, it is Ramakrishna. Ramakrishna, not a person, but embodiment of the total renunciation, detachment and detachment, contradictory word, love for humanity. Detachment means we always the word when you use detachment, I don't care for you, so you die. There are many philosophies in, the, in India also, there is philosophy. That when uh, someone is uh, sick, they used to say, oh, he is working for his own karma. Uh, we should not interfere in the karma of that. Huh? What a foolish nonsense talk. Someone is sick, the argument is coming, philosophical argument is on maya. And if you accept maya even, okay, it is karma. So because of your bad karma, he is suffering. So if he suffers, then karma will be wiped out. So let him suffer. So don't call 911. But when it happens to you, then you call 911. <laughs> then you take the medical help. But not for others, others are karma. Ah, this is called the uh, one type of Vedanta was there. No. But no, here is the key point. As much as you renounce inside, so much you will love for humanity, love for subhuman, animals, plants, everywhere this, that will flow. And ultimately it will be universal love, love for all, love for everyone's being. 
So this is the origin, again, uh, too much renunciation we talked about today. <laughs> but this is, there is no other way to say anything. See, anything great has been achieved by anyone, it is renunciation. A student going to a school, when he has to renounce all his fun and joy, partying and all these things, when the examination is closed. A professor teaching something, when the, he has to, some papers are to be all finished and this and that, he renounces or she renounces her sleep eh, and study more and to finish those words. So in renunciation, without renunciation, we cannot move an inch. But we should consciously move, that is this renunciation means loving others. It should be a negative side, positive side. But this is to clear, clear out, Ramakrishna Mission's ideal has been taken as inspiration, the Atmanamukti Jagatahito. Atmanamukti, that was the traditional path. Indian monasticism, go, thousands of years monasticism. Buddha was inspired by whom? By a monk. Monk was where? Monk was in the street. And he saw the monk's life and saw the beautiful face who is carefree life and he does not fear for anything and is so pure and so sweet. And then he got inspiration from them. But that in tradition was there. But that was individual life in roaming in the world. And that created good effect. But there is no organized spirituality. It has its defect. Organization has its defect. And organization has its good side. But any good thing to do, organization is necessary. And of course, whenever organization comes, degradation comes, because we forget our goal. Christ came, Christ was a beggar, and tattered cloth, eh? he has no hole. Even the birds of their nest, no? The bird of man has no place to lay his head. So, yes, he was like that. But what happened afterwards? All gorgeous, eh? all kingly. Um, gold and jewel and this and that and hat and these. So everything came up. But look at the apostles, how they lived. Look at Ramakrishna's disciples, Brahmananda, Prabhananda, they lived in Belumot. But time passes, situation changes. So to keep up this spiritual ideal, we should remember this renunciation. Uh, so we should be careful to build up our life so that we really follow this principle of this order, Ramakrishna order. It really a holy order. It's rare in the modern age. It is a blessing to the whole world that the world is getting benefit out of it because of the renunciation of Ramakrishna, their disciples, and their tangible power is working through the good of, for the good of humanity. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. परम प्रेम मूर्तिं दीनोनाथं भजाम ओम शांति 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 ही I bow down to the Lord Christ who spread the message of truth of the Lord in the same sweet in a simple and sweet words who is immortal though crucified who is purity incarnate, who is the son of Mary, friend of the lowly, lord of the masses and humanity and love personified. 
we salute him again and again. Om peace, peace, peace be unto us all. So this is for Kiwi. If you have any question, then we can talk. I have a question. So I'm pretty old, single. Mm-hmm. I'm slightly older, single, and I've been seeing a girl. We were pretty serious, and we were talking about pro-life. So mm-hmm. like, if you have a baby and we're serious, we get married and we have a baby because we're older, it could be that the baby might have some genetic problems. And you're talking about renunciation today. And I was thinking, like, what, how do you reconcile renunciation if the baby in the first trimester or something has some defects? Do you renunciate your idea of having a baby and then do an abortion because the baby might have a very difficult <laughs> life. A very serious question you are putting. Yes. <laughs> it or, is, it is, no, no. We don't want, one should not hurt anyone. Fundamental principle. It is, I am talking too much denunciation. But the question of, you, you cannot just say the baby is to be in that condition to abandon. No, no, no. That is not renunciation. That is selfishness. Okay. You will have to take the responsibility. Renunciation is before that. If you have to think before, think before. And when the baby is there, you have to take responsibility. We should be, you know, what we are talking about, a higher ideal. Higher ideal is fundamental point we have to understand. A person should be moral, ethical, well-behaved, loving, caring person. They have a ground. Then comes renunciation question. Uh, then every selfish person can say, I am renouncing. Not taking responsibility of the wife, not taking responsibility of the child, not taking responsibility of any, anything which is urgent. No? That, is, that is selfishness. That is not spirituality. They are outside the spiritual realm. The door of spirituality outside that is desire. First of all, you should be a loving person, caring person. And see, look at our monastics, nuns and monks who have joined. In the home, in their family, if you go, you will find the best of the jewel, jewel of that family. Unselfishness, love, feeling for others, compassion, desire. If it is not, then it is not fit for monastic life or renouncing. This renunciation is for those who have basic some quality and capability. Above that is that. This means unselfishness. Look at that simply. How much unselfish one? That is much is the spirituality. Uh, if one thinks of his selfishness, are you abandoning for what? You abandon the child for what purpose? Means you want some luxury and freedom, not to t- take the responsibility and service. So you are thinking, I am. So any idiot can talk like that. It is a greater responsibility. <laughs> Rather, he will think that one baby is like that. I can serve that and I can serve others also of the similar type who is handicapped or who is needed some service. No? 
Yeah, yes. Just going on from that, um, you, you said that selfishness rather than thinking higher. So it's like your your ego's still involved or you're, you're still thinking of what you can fix it or you can do rather than thinking of what what might be the will. Self, self should, my ego should expand. My ego should not be... Uh, <clears throat> Expansion of ego is called spirituality. Contraction of ego is called selfishness. <laughs> I I should spread like that, and that is called spirituality. And you feel for others more, for others more than yourself. That will grow more and more and more and more. And Swami Vivekananda, that's why he said that. Unselfishness is God. Selfishness is uh, what is it? Death. A person pursuit uh, under the pursuit of self. I shall even Swami Vivekananda is so strong. I shall realize God before you. Selfishness. Mane, <laughs> you should be so compassionate. I shall do together, and you are doing. I will help you. I shall compete with you to get first and second you, I push you. In the world of competition it goes on, no? how you can push back to get your position in the uh, faculty, to get your position in the uh, corporate structure, you naturally push someone, elbow, and I will do the first. But spirituality, I will be the last, let everyone go. Buddha said, I will be born again and again. Swami Vivekananda said, I will be born again and again. Swami, Swami, uh, yeah, uh, Ranganathananda. Swami Ranganathananda Swami was our president. And <coughs> he said that I will have to be born again to do Swami Vivekananda's work. Because unselfishness, I have not done enough in this life. I need to be born again. So they are asking for, we always don't want, don't want to be born again. But there is a stage higher than that. Buddha. Buddha came again and again, again and again, again and again. All these stories for the good of humanity. Bodhisattva, that's why Buddha is called Bodhisattva, a state of, state of Bodha, awareness. And you can attain to that. But Buddha said, I will be born again and again to serve humanity. So this idea is should be taken as a spiritual life means how much I can sacrifice, how much I learn to forget myself. But at the beginning we should have to say, no, no, I shall realize God. But I shall realize God not at the cost of you, not elbowing you a competition. This, this happened in material world, in spiritual world it does not happen. Thakur had, uh, normally it is said that 16 disciples, direct disciple. I have heard there is one uh, first disciple who went for sadhana and he didn't came back. 
So that's why he is not in the because he wanted his own no. liberation. <coughs> no, uh, the first uh, disciple. I think I think it was Norin or or Rakhal. So some of them left and did per went to Gayadham or somewhere. Then Ramakrishna said, "This time, did you get anything? This time all is here, meaning the full manifestation of renunciation." Spiritual wisdom experiences are here, concentrated here. Searching here and there all the time is it's a wastage of time. So that's why it was a special instruction for that. That that I think it is Swami Swamiji probably went to Gaya and to yeah, do last year. No, that's not not my question. That is. Uh, 17th one, I mean, maybe he was first... Uh, oh, Tulus, Tulsi Maharaj. There is one Swami you are talking about? No, no, no. He, he was what not, is the question? question is that, that is it true that the first uh, who was got Diksha from Thakur, uh, he went to get his sadhana fulfilled and he left. I mean, he went... I, I don't know. Okay. I heard that, I do not know. Uh, normally, uh, they say that Thakur gave direct diksha to 17 people. The oh. first, first one, as he wanted his own liberation, so he was not in the Ramakrishna oh, order. I, I didn't know that. Um, I just wanted to That's why I said I will just ask something else. Any question? Hi, Swami. I've had uh, the last six months, um, three, of, three of my friends passed away, one just last week, um, all different. But one of them was very, um, she, she, I mean, she was very, very evolved. She meditated for hours every day. She taught. Um, and then the other wanted to die and in many ways helped herself get there. Um, I was, you know, I, I was wondering, especially about my friend who had really devoted 50 years towards realizing herself, whether, you know, there's something I've read somewhere in the t one of the texts about your last thoughts, right? Your last thoughts are very important. Mm. Or, and in one of these cases, something very unfortunate happened. And I was wondering whether, well, you were just talking about rebirth and coming back to serve, but maybe it's in the Gita, something about the final, what, is it the sum total of one's life that for you know, decides the next birth, or is it the final days um, of somebody's transition? Uh, if that makes any sense, I think I think you are correct. <clears throat> it is said that when we are we leave the body, last thought, what predominates, that takes us the next life's journey. 
journey for the next life. Suppose we are sitting here and I am planning to go to Hollywood back, but suddenly some situation came in my thought came that I will go to St. Louis Obispo. I have thought so many days that I will do that, but just at the point of departure that St. Louis Obispo thought came and I take a right turn. So this direction totally this versus this, but it happens as a sum total of all our thoughts and actions has a cumulative effect that creates a it is called the in the uh, in the language of dynamics or as they say resultant force and resultant angle resultant force and resultant angle means a, like a football someone is kicking someone is heading someone is pushing this way that way but the ball ultimately the ball accumulating all the energies passes lastly into last one one direction but all the other forces are included there so it's called when they, we so much thought in our mind is there so many ideas we have uh, taken into our heart i will be like this i will do this i will do that and i did something good bad all this all those impact last moment becomes dominant one dominant thought comes there are in all thoughts are here in my in my stock that's why we we can keep our memory when you talk about memory we can remember i have forgotten but you can remind me oh oh no 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 you probably have forgotten we met together in such and such situation then i say oh ah, i now remember that means it is in my mind all settled subconscious all the thoughts go into the subconscious but what you think again and again and more and more and more that thought becomes dominant that's why if one thinks of god or thinks of the good of others or whatever more and more and more and more that comes at the last departure time because they are on the surface more strong than other thoughts it's like creating a vasana it's that that creates like, a desire and desire takes us to uh, suppose you want to go to purchase something so you'll go to the place where it is available so our subtle body takes us to that region that type of environment that type of atmosphere and then we have so much childhood is brought that way that is the concept in hinduism right right and we create our future that's the point I I guess what took me back was um the two friends I had that spent a good deal of their life devoted to spiritual practice their their final day or final hours were not what one would have thought because of certain things that happened whereas the one friend who sort of devoted herself to to taking getting rid of her life suddenly had a lot of peace at the end and i kept you know it was just kind of fluxed me you know mm. about i guess just never knowing what's around the corner for anybody mm. um but then i was thinking sort of what you said the ones who had actually done the practice mm. regardless of what happens at the very end mm. that's a i guess what you could yeah yeah no that's why there is a there comes the importance of our regular spiritual practice meditation repeating the holy name 
singing the glories of God. So that creating all are creating little by little impression more and more dominant thought. Other thoughts are there whole day I may have thought so many. But suppose you have sat for half an hour repeating the holy name of God in the morning, in the evening. So that is more dominant because repeatedly you are thinking one thought, nobler thought. And that is subduing the other thoughts and they are becoming on the surface more and more. So if it is more saturated thought, lastly that impact will push us into uh-huh. that direction. So, okay, thank you. That means uh, the, we are the builder of our own, own future. What we want, we can decide. That means we act that way, we think that way, and we make our future. That is the, uh, not to be frustrated, oh my God, I do not know what will happen. Rather, I can build up my decision, what I want next life. Or I want to be born, or I want to be an absolute joy. So what I want is my thought. And I must have to act in that line. That gives us more uh, committed uh, practice. And whatever way. Someone may think that I will be a big uh, scientist. Okay. Someone may think that I will be a rich person. Whatever the thought. So that, that thought creates, and that's why it is called our face is the index of mind, you know. Face is an expression of what my mind is thinking. So this mind what thinks, that is the entire body. Everyone, we create our body by what type of thought we think. You see, you can find that if, if a boy or, or was a very good boy by fall in the, uh, falling into the association of some, say, gang people and others, no? You can see within few days their facial appearance. The same boy, what you saw before, and being in that association, and being in that way of life and this, that is impacting the mind, and they see their face changes. Similarly, you see that you can see yourself when you come out of your meditation, eh? and just see your face in the mirror. You see it is softness, soothing, some... When a peaceful act of face comes out. Because you are thinking of something holy that has an impact on the mind and that is expressed through your physical features also. This is just a comment going back, not, not to when we're uh, by ourselves, but when we're in a, in a community and how the um, disciples of Jesus, I, that was such a wonderful uh, inspiration from you today to see that the disciples of Jesus and the disciples of Ramakrishna had the same goal and the same mm-hmm. message. And then what you just said uh, a little bit ago about um, the competitiveness of mm-hmm. reaching the, the goal. The, mm-hmm. But uh, Paul, in the um, I think Corinthians said, out um, to the brothers in Christ, outdo one another, one another in showing affection for each other, mm. and that's so good. So the community life and reaching out to uh, like-minded or like-spirited, like-souled people, like we have here, has been been so um, helpful to me to um, up the ante on, on my um, fate for the next life. I think. Mm.
I've heard two words uh, translated to be renunciation, both vairagya and tyaga. Um, but I've heard specifically that vairagya is like a dispassion and tyaga is like a letting go. But I don't know how to interpret those correctly. Could you Those are technicalities. Share? You are right. Those are technicalities. Tyago and in the sixth chapter probably in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, Bhagavan Krishna has made this distinction. Tyago means giving up and, and renunciation. Renunciation, I, I just don't re- remember the verses. That would give you a clear idea about what is the technically tagoan. But in both sense, detachment is detachment means what? Why are you detaching? Detachment from the unreal and attachment to the real. Renunciation is also same. You cannot say I give up. You cannot give up unless you have something. Your mind cannot remain in void. You have to give mind some food. You give up this, then what for me? Mind will seek for something. Substitute. So mind, that's why you have to substitute the mind with nobler thought, higher thought or our real nature. That should be the ground of renunciation or tago. That tago, I think it is called the ritualistic performances and other things which you do, the giving up that is called tago. I forgot the exact verses is not coming to me now. But we can check it. But main point is that you take the essential purpose of this, using these practices of renunciation and tago, is the same. Uh, the thing you have to detach because attachment is not, no wrong. If, you give, if it gives you eternal life, but it does not give, that's the point. You get attached to anything. A very minor thing you get attached. You suffer. Suppose you nothing, it's ordinary pain. One pain, you like it most. And someone it inadvertently it falls, it breaks. You feel sad. It's not very costly, but not very you like that. Wherever in my liking, and then anything happens there, I suffer. So, that's why it's called universal love. Daya and Maya, two words are there. They call Ramakrishna said, love, one loves his own son, own daughter, that is called Maya. And one person loves other, all the children, that's called Daya. There's expansion, which is bondage, becomes freedom when it is expanded. So that expansion is renunciation. <clears throat> Just Bhairagya and Taiga. Is Bhairagya is the earliest stage of Taiga? I, I just I don't recall the verse. I was thinking of the verse. If we find that, then we can say that. Because Bhairagya, if Bhairagya comes, then I become a little bit more 
Convenient to tag something. You know, the, the language word is sometimes used in different ways also. Not that in say tag a no eco omritamanosuhu. Upanishad says only renunciation. Yeah. There there is mean not bairago. It's called tyago. Tag a no eco. Only by tyago. Omritatto, immortality, is achieved. achieved yeah. So, Tyago, he is saying. And Bairaggo, oh, that boy renounced everything, Bairaggo. That means, Tyago. Bairaggo. So, Bairaggo and Tyago, the core meaning is almost the same. But maybe we can grade it little in between. I have another troubling question that has been bothering me. So, renunciation is thago. So, for a doctor, they can go into the spiritual practice and maybe at the expense of their patients, or they give up the spiritual practice working tirelessly to help as many patients. Which one would be right? One is that doctor. So, for, for a doctor, uh, doctor going to. You look after a bunch of patients okay, good. at the expense of like reflecting and spiritual practice or you don't bother so much about like I have to see as many patients as I can to carve time for your own spiritual enrichment which is the what correct What is the spiritual tackle. enrichment? How can you be spiritual enrichment unless you think that you are serving God? You are looking at the patient. There is no patient. They are all God. You go to our hospital centers in Benaras, you go to our hospital center in Konkhal uh, and other areas. A patient is, we don't use the word patient, we use Narayan, Rogi Narayan. Uh, that there's God in the form of patient. So a doctor should serve Narayan in the form of the Rogi. Therefore, that's a puja, that is self-renunciation. When you think of God in any way and don't think other things, that is called renunciation. Expand that idea. You are not to be a monk in the street to go into the cave. But what you are doing every day, you love someone because the Lord is there inside. That is the spirituality, that is renunciation. You are renouncing the outer crust of the personality, but you are going to the inner reality. To that there is all spiritual. That's why Ramakrishna order you go to the schools, colleges, hospitals, drought relief, flood relief, uh, disaster relief, all this going on. And these sadhus are doing the same work. It is a work of a, what is it? You are giving some um, food, some clothing, something. You are giving to person. I gave it to 200 people. No. God in 200 person, in all this holding different costumes, where in, in that situation, you got the chance to serve them. As you serve in the temple, you bring a bouquet of flower to serve God. You bring some fruits to serve God. So you give something to them as a service to God. So this idea is to be applied in everyday home life. In our everyday, you give a glass of water to your friend, you are serving God. Bring this attitude. That will be renunciation. That you don't think of yourself first, think of others first. 
there are people I see that when in the, some uh, serving is going on and the best thing they take for themselves and finish. Whether there is other people waiting, that sensitivity is not there. It is not spirituality, it is not renunciation. Renunciation is that I will take the last, let everyone take the best. Uh, so this, this is called how you forget your little ego. Swami, uh, what you were just saying, um, so about always thinking about others first because you see God in them. But here's my question. The idea that can you really transmit something you don't have ah, if you're then not you feeling to, any godly, how that's are you going true. to see it in other people? No, you have to first take care of the minimum thing that you have survived. So are you saying that by giving to other people, you'll find God within you? Um, uh, but, you but, know, like in a normal day, I'll see certain people, I'll see, and I'll go, oh my God, I hope I don't, you know, I'll take a right turn or, you know. No, you one, you should, know, one should have passed something to survive. Yeah. He should have some quality. Uh, suppose someone should not be hungry himself so much that he cannot serve others. Uh, we should serve others. Does not mean you die and then serve. How can you serve? Unless you keep your maintenance of your body, you cannot do that. But yeah. how much is needed and how much I want. Need and want, need and want, need and want. How much one needs <laughs> That is the point. Well, it's like work and worship, you know, and I guess, um, I guess, is Swami Vivekananda, you know, how the work was so important, but Swami Brahmananda was sort of like, you can't do the work unless you unless bring God all the way That's into the work, or the work will become then your God, you know, it's that balance, <laughs> but, but yet having the focus to do any work. Right. Do, do you what know happens, what I mean? you Actually, know, it is we call workaholic. We are not talking about workaholics. We are talking about they do their work with the service idea. So that's a different idea. Uh -huh. uh, and people, some people cannot sit quietly. They will have to do something. Uh -huh. so, so they are the spiritual people. Not necessarily. Maybe mind is so restless. Right. But one is not I am balanced, but I feel the suffering of others. So what can I do? If you see someone, suppose you see... We, we, we are now concerned with the, what is going on in the war and people are being... So we feel that feeling is a center of serving. Feeling, the feeling their suffering, feeling for their re relief, if I can come to any help anyway. That will be spontaneously coming in a spiritual person. Okay. It's my other, that, and that same thing I find to, to do the work, well, at least the work I do, which is in the written word, it's almost like the focus has to be one-pointed, and do you know what I, mean? I don't know how to explain it, it has to be almost, honest, you know, it has to be a very one-pointed no. discipline, or else there is no work. <laughs> yeah, that should be. No, no, you cannot do that without discipline, without focusing, how can we perform yeah. uh, perfect action? Yeah. No, that we'll have to do. Whatever we do, 
with all sincerity one 1.8 focus is to be practiced. It's also, that's also to be practiced. Of course, a meditation four yoga should be com combined in life. A meditation, only meditation, we cannot do meditation. We cannot do only work, then you are only workaholic. Uh, you don't pray, oh Lord, then your ego pops up uh, and your devotion. So all the four faculties, that's what Vedanta society or Ramakrishna order teaches us. Uh, we have to blame them, otherwise this development will be not proper, one-sided. One go one-sided. There are monks who day and night are talking about Shankara's Vivarta uh, philosophy, this philosophy. That's the only way. That's also a path. But all well-rounded spirituality is that love for God, bhakti, work for Him, seva, service, meditate, third point, and analyze. Why are you doing all these things? Uh, so, four faculties should be blended into our life. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs>